Welcome to Polls of Asian American Issues, Bow for Thought, where we as K-12 and university students cover topics that Asian Americans face in U.S. society and beyond. Our listeners will be exposed to diverse Asian American communities and learn more about our experiences and depth. After finishing one bowl of Asian American issues, you will look forward to diving into the next. Get your chopsticks ready for today's bowl of Asian American issues, coming in hot. Have you ever heard of Chloe Wong? Sounds kind of familiar, but maybe not really, right? It does. Does she go by a different name? I'm actually referring to Chloe Bennett. NPR recently published a story about her that highlights whitewashing in Hollywood, which is the casting of white performers as non-white ethnic characters. It's almost like Hollywood is social engineering through their casting mechanisms. Yeah, so something that the article also talks about is how Chinese-American actress Chloe Bennett, who stars in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series, chose to change her name and the criticism she's received for doing so. Chloe talks about how in Hollywood it's about playing the game and sees herself as paving the way for others and changing the narrative and the content for Asian-American actors and actresses. She responded to the backlash she received on social media by saying, changing my name doesn't change the fact that my blood is half Chinese or that I was culturally raised both American and Chinese. It means Hollywood is racist and wouldn't cast me with a last name that made them uncomfortable. I'm doing everything I can with the platform I have to make sure no one has to change their name again just to get work. Go off, girl. She's truly inspiring. She goes on to talk about how Hollywood determines upon ethnicity that oh, you're Asian-American, let's cast you as the nerd or the shy girl. And she adds that they're continuously giving a different ethnicity their own narrative without giving them a chance to actually represent themselves and warns how these portrayals on media seep into the psyche of young Asian-Americans. Chloe's passion to change the Hollywood-created narrative of Asian-American people and their culture is an excellent example of reverse social engineering. She's directly questioning how Hollywood conducts casting and how characters are portrayed. I think that she's paving the way for so many other Asian American actors and actresses. Whether or not we consider changing your last name to be a form of assimilation, discrimination based on ethnic sounding names is very real within the film industry and beyond it. For example, in Fight the Tower, they mentioned a study of quote 6,500 professors from 259 American universities, which found that name discrimination resulted in professors being more responsive to white male students than to female, black, Hispanic, Indian, or Chinese students in almost every discipline and across all types of universities, end quote. This is linked to what the authors of Fight the Tower call a presumption of foreignness that is so often projected onto Asians and Asian Americans. We start our podcast off with the inspirational story of Chloe Bennett because her personal struggles relate to issues in Hollywood for many Asian and Asian American actors. We can see the evolution of these struggles through the analysis of two movies with all Asian and Asian American casts, Flower Drum Song and The Farewell. Flower Drum Song portrays the clash between traditional ideals held by older generation Chinese immigrants and Americanized progressive culture embraced by their children. The plot revolves around the Wang family searching for a wife for the eldest son, Wan Ta, who finds himself in a complicated love triangle. One contestant for Wan Ta's love is Mei Li, an obedient candidate selected by the Wang family. Despite Mei Li's apparent admiration for him, Wan Ta falls for the alluring charms of Linda Lo, a showgirl. 
Meili is originally contracted to marry Sammy Fong, but when the latter refuses to recognize her, she is passively pushed off to the wings. Her conservative and <coughs> submissive nature is also shown visually through her qi pao, a traditional Chinese dress, and juxtaposition is Linda and her hypersexualized clothing style. Linda has been a longtime mistress of Sammy, but she also deliberately gives in to Wanda's pursuit. She wears revealing high-slit dresses, dances provocatively, and juggles her pursuers, all of which poses her as a complete opposite of Mei Li. Through the lens of the film, all Asian American women belong in one of two categories, either overly docile or immorally seductive. There seems to be no in-between. Through these female characters, the film turns a blind eye <clears throat> to the diversity among Asian American women and perpetuates existing stereotypes against the community. Another issue with Flower Drum Song that felt particularly staged to me was the theme of American patriotism. The film's background can, be, can partly account for this. Flower Drum Song was adapted from the book by the same name, written by Chin Yang Li, a Chinese American. However, the film's producers, director, and screenwriter were all white and therefore unable to authentically capture the experience of being a Chinese immigrant or the experience of being Chinese American. Instead, the film presents an idealized and overly simplistic image of life in America. One subplot of the film that shoves American patriotism in the audience's face stuck out to me. Wang Chi Yang's younger son, Wang San, volunteers to march and perform in a parade in celebration of Lunar New Year. Given that Lunar New Year is a Chinese holiday, there's quite an emphasis on American patriotism and history. Sun marches with two other men dressed like American patriots of the 1700s and wears a bloody bandage on his head. When Wang Chi Yang asks Sun how he got hurt, Sun responds, Paul Revere's horse kicked me. Lines like this in the lines like this show that Sun's character functions almost exclusively to endorse American pride and patriotism. Something also important to highlight is like how you're saying, Maggie, the portrayal of American exceptionalism or patriotism and the Americanization of Chinese culture. There's a scene where Mei Li's father and Master Wang Chiyang are talking and Master Wang Chiyang insists that she wears an American dress to the graduation ceremony so that Ta will be more attracted to her. And this goes to show how they're trying to assimilate her and essentially Americanize her. We also see how there's the American way whether it be the American take on cuisine, the American version of a Chinese dance or performance, and also the American take on marriage and falling in love, quote unquote, American style. Which brings me to the Chop Suey song. What did you guys think of the Chop Suey song? As Maggie brought up earlier, Asian, uh, sorry, American exceptionalism is embedded throughout the film. Chop Suey refers to a dish which originated from the Cantonese region of China, but the dish itself has undergone many modifications to suit American taste since it was first brought to the country. As a result, Chop Suey symbolizes the pressure to assimilate into a dominant culture and bury one's uh, heritage. What really makes me cringe about this song is how eagerly Madame Liang tries to erase her Chinese identity, identity and praises being an American. The entire song to me leans on the side of U.S. propaganda with words like living here is very much like chop soy, hula hoops, and nuclear war. Praising the country's military strength, dismissing the maleficent nature of nuclear warfare, all the while insensitively placing the phrase next to a children's toy. The film has been recognized for being the first Asian American majority production in Hollywood. 
Yet, in my opinion, it fails the title by misrepresenting Chinese culture and blindly pushing for Americanization. Trap Soy isn't the only song with a questionable message. There's a song, for example, that says, Dong Dong, you're in Hong Kong, making fun of the language of Chinese through onomatopoeia. And then there's another song that sings, Grant Avenue, San Francisco, California, USA, looks down from Chinatown over a foggy bay where they crescendo up to the USA, making USA the loudest and most pronounced, and then lyrically looks down from Chinatown as a metonymy, that Chinatown is the part to the whole, or the minuscule part of a greater place, America. Linguistic discrimination colloquially and lyrically are present throughout the movie, and serve to instigate American patriotism. The misrepresentation of culture is a fatal flaw of uh, flower drum song, but the farewell shows major improvement in accurately portraying Chinese culture. It is interesting to note that the former chooses to depict the clash between traditional values and progressive ideals through the story of marriage matching, a shallow practice that objectifies women. In comparison, the farewell more impactfully discusses the cultural clash through a story about family ties. To summarize, to summarize the plot, Billy returns to China with her family to say goodbye to her uh, terminally ill grandma, Nai Nai, who does not know about her own conditions. Despite her elders insisting the benefits of keeping the secret, Billy hesitantly believes in Nai Nai's personal right to know about her approaching death. Something I think is important about the farewell is that the fact that the majority of the characters are Chinese is central to the story. One issue that is brought up in the documentary, Slaying the Dragon, is that with an increase in representation comes a surge in colorblind casting. We see an increase in Asian American actors, but not necessarily an increase in Asian American characters. In other words, were the actors not Asian American, the audience wouldn't know that the characters are. In colorblind casting, characters of color are typically whitewashed. There's nothing about their character, family, or relationships that indicates anything about their racial and or ethnic identity. I think that's one of the things that the farewell manages to avoid. The struggle between American individualism and Chinese collectivism is at the core of the story. It's a source of tension within the family. The farewell is a story about many things, loss, grief, family, and being an immigrant in America. The characters' identities as Chinese and Chinese Americans inform each of the film's themes. I think this is the kind of film that Chloe Bennett might say is changing the narrative by representing nuanced Asian and Asian American stories. The film realistically discusses the Asian American identity crisis and the clash not only between conflicting, um, conflicting cultures but also between different generations. The casting of actual Chinese and Chinese American actors definitely contributed to bringing the story alive. All the Chinese local characters, including Nai Nai, speak adeptly in the Northeast dialect of Mandarin. Aquafina, a multi-generation Asian American, perfectly portrays Billy, who speaks Mandarin awkwardly and dresses in a casual Western way. Even the Chinese side character, Aiko, who only has a handful of lines, is being played by Japanese actress Aoi Mizuhara, telling a story through the very people who the story is about and their culturally accurate settings aren't just a critical achievement for the production, but also a sign of progress for the American film industry. I agree, Maggie and Jai. I think that this movie is a cornerstone for more Asian American films to come. I think Billy's character, in comparison to the female Asian roles we see through Mei Li and Miss Lo and Flower Drum Song, is a significant improvement in terms of how her character goes against stereotypes. 
She doesn't accentuate the tones when speaking Mandarin and speaks with a Western accent. She's struggling to pay rent in her New York apartment. She's comedic. The female roles in Flower Drum Song definitely don't portray any sort of humor. And she's outspoken. In terms of thematic elements, we not only see filial piety and the dissension between the older and younger generation, but also a thematic element that is hardly ever shown in Asian American films. We see the Eastern versus Western perspective on the aging generation and the moral conflict and justifications from both sides in terms of whether or not a family should tell their elderly when they're dying. From the American perspective, for one, which Billy's character points out, it's illegal. But also in the American perspective, there's a burden of guilt in lying to our elders. But from the Eastern perspective, it's considered a good lie. Uncle Hybeen in one scene explains the Eastern perspective. He says to Billy, that's the difference between the East and the West. In the East, a person's life is a part of a whole, family, society. Then he goes on to justify why they aren't telling Nai that she has cancer, saying, it's our duty to carry this emotional burden for her. Something interesting also to point out is how Billy's character demystifies the notion of American exceptionalism and pursuing the American dream. There's one scene where her mom is talking about a church that lent her a key for Billy to come and play piano. And Billy interjects and says, Mom, that church is not representative of all of America. We have a lot of problems. And Billy throughout the movie makes a point to negate the narrative of America as a land of opportunity and instead highlights the inequalities and struggles she herself has faced. This is contrary to Flower Drum Song's naive portrayal of America as a land of opportunity and upward mobility. I think it can be said that this film is a literary canon for the authenticity of the Asian American narrative it writes and portraying real issues that Asian Americans face today. And this is a step in the right direction. I completely agree, Jaye and Addison. At the same time, we don't want our listeners to leave thinking that whitewashing or even yellowface are things of the past. Recent films such as Cloud Atlas 2012, Doctor Strange 2016, and Ghost in the Shell 2017 all feature white actors playing Asian characters. And this isn't the only issue. Asian American actors are regularly rejected in casting, enhancing the lack of representation of Asian Americans in film. When films do cast Asians or Asian Americans, then characters are often portrayed using racist stereotypes and narrow ideas of what it means to be Asian and Asian American. We hope that more films like The Farewell, which was written and directed by Chinese filmmaker Lulu Wang, featured Asian and Asian American actors and portrayed his characters with depth and complexity helps to open the door for more Asian and Asian American stories. Thank you for joining us today for a bowl of Asian American issues, Bow for Thought. Join us for the next bowl of delicious issues.